Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Episode 9 of Beef's Beef. It's kind of funny because I actually have already recorded one episode today, but I found out that my microphone apparently wasn't on the whole time, and just one of them was. So when I came home to you know do a, a couple touch-ups to it and everything, I found out that I'm an idiot apparently and didn't have my microphone turned on. So uh, it's all good. I actually had some other material that I, that I had put together to talk about in that other episode that I didn't get to get to anyway. So we'll get back to that episode a different time. But on the docket today, we have Louisville and Memphis, a renewed rivalry from the old days, back from Memphis State and Louisville, you know, back in the 80s and, and 90s and all that, all the time. I mean, great, I remember great battles just from when I was a kid, thinking back to uh, through the old Dewan Wagner days, to especially the Darius Washington days, where... You know, it was just battle after battle. A lot of times, you know, when Calipari was kind of starting to get towards his heyday, I mean, it was really, it was there. Uh, so, I, I'm I'm pumped, though, because I, I get to talk about this, and uh, it's, it's kind of funny to look at this Memphis team and see a very familiar name on the, on the sideline with him. So... Like a lot of teams Louisville will play this season, we're playing against a very experienced coach. Um, but I do think that this game should be, not to give it away before, but it should be an easy win for Louisville. Uh, I know Memphis is 7-2. and two. Uh, Louisville is also 7-2. and two. Both teams coming off decent win streaks. Memphis is coming off four in a row, uh, four wins in a row. Louisville's coming off three wins in a row. Now, again, Memphis's four wins in a row, uh, dating back to December second, they beat Mercer in double overtime by two. Uh, then they beat Sanford by one, sixty-five, sixty-four. Then they play a Bryant team that we just beat the living breaks off of. Uh, they beat them ninety to seventy-two, and they also beat Albany sixty-seven to fifty-eight. So this isn't your regular run-of-the-mill Memphis team that we're used to. Uh, they do average 71 points a game, but they also average giving up 68.4 points a game. So they just—I I don't know—they're not—they're—they're they're not the the same Memphis teams that we're used to, and it, it kind of sucks because I, when you see that name on the on the schedule with Louisville, you think of the old rivalries, and you're like, oh yeah, you get excited, and it's never fun when you're in a rivalry and the other team is not as good. As you know, as your team is, and I mean, it is good because you get to beat them normally, but it's kind of like a lose lose situation at that point. Because if you win, you're already supposed to win. If you lose, then you just lost to a bad team. So, you know, I was looking over some of the stats. A lot of the stats are they kind of lie for both teams. I mean, Louisville's lost to. Two of the three good teams that they've played in Purdue and Seton Hall, they beat Indiana. Uh, Memphis has lost to the only good team that they played. And the crazy thing about that game, it was Alabama in their first game of the season. They lost by 12, and people say, oh, well, you know, it was the first game of the season. You can't really – Alabama didn't even have Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton is one of the best players – one of the best guards in the country. Uh, I mean, they. I know they just lost to uh, Arizona the other day, but the guy had 30 points. So it's really tough to give this team any credit, but, you know, I'm still going to 
break this game down because it still is Louisville Memphis. Uh, like I said, Louisville is coming off a three-game winning streak uh, after losing two, after dropping two straight. Beat Siena by 26, beat Indiana by nine, and then beat Bryant. Holy cow, 102 to 59. So Louisville's coming in definitely, definitely looking better since the second half of that. Indiana game. I mean, really, the first half, it was like, all right, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? And then second half, it looked like, okay, this looks like the Louisville team that we're accustomed to. And then the Bryant game, which it's really tough to say anything about Bryant because Bryant, Bryant is Bryant. They're terrible. 333 out of 350 teams in college basketball in the Ken Palm rating. So to really take anything out of that game, it's really tough. But looking at Memphis, they're led, led in scoring by Jeremiah Martin. Uh, he plays 35 minutes a game, also averages four rebounds and four assists, shoots 80% from the free throw line, and also 37% from three. So normally when you see someone like that, you think, man, you know, they probably don't shoot that well. He still shoots 44% from the field, which is good. Uh, to to have taken 105 shots and shoot 44% from the field, that's that's not a bad clip. Uh, second leading scorer is, Ky- is Kyvon Davenport. Uh 12.8 points a game, 6.6 rebounds. The thing that I noticed about this Memphis team has kind of been Louisville's bugaboo the whole season also. Uh, one of Louisville's bugaboos uh, is rebounding. We've gotten either out-rebounded or, you know, we've tied in rebounding with, with teams that we've played that we should have been killing in rebounds. They only average 35 rebounds a game. That's not very good, and that's not going to win you very many games. Louisville averages 41.6. They average 35.6. So they do actually average uh, 0.1 less assists a game than Louisville, which is kind of terrible to think about. And they also average one more turnover than Louisville does. Uh, Louisville averages – I'm sorry, two more turnovers a game than Louisville does. Louisville averages 12. They average 14. Uh, Again, uh, 36 to 42 on rebounds. So there's there's a lot of variables that you look at, not only because – Louisville averages more in a lot of these, but Louisville's doing it against better teams where I was actually on my way to the get-together earlier that I recorded this episode 9 that I that, uh, had diff- technical difficulties with, and they had uh, a Memphis insider on there. And the whole time that I was listening to this guy, this guy literally said zero good things about this Memphis team. And it was all because of Tubby Smith. And... You know, I, I see Tubby Smith, and I think back to when he was at Kentucky. And, you know, sometimes you hear people say, you know, they gave Tubby a raw deal. It was bad, blah, blah, blah. A lot of, a lot of, thing, a lot of people don't realize that Tubby Smith gave the University of Kentucky its first ever three straight ten-loss seasons. That's a big stat to have at a university. And, and the Blue Bloods or the, you know, the donors and, and all that stuff, they're not going to stand for it. They're just not. That's just the type of fans and donors and stuff like that, boosters and everything that Kentucky has. They have those fans that, you know, sit low at the games, have had tickets for 40, 50 years. It's always been in their family. Their family's been going there since Adolph Rupp was coaching and stuff. So, they're, I mean, the building's named after Rupp. Those fans have been there since him. So, it's, it's, it, those guys just are not going to stand for three straight 10 loss seasons. So, Louisville comes into the game, uh, like I said, riding high, coming off three straight wins, uh, still led in scoring by Dingadale, followed up by Quentin Snyder, who 
I will give credit, has played better the past couple games. Um, still not shooting where I want him to shoot. He's only shooting 38%. Uh, but the big th- one of the big things that I keep bringing up, and I'm going to keep bringing it up as long as, uh, you know, as long as we keep doing it, as a team, Louisville is shooting 77% from the free throw line. Now, I've credited it to maybe easier practices. I, I don't know that for sure. Again, that's just me on the outside looking in. Maybe it's just because... Patino's not there. They're not running their tails off all the time, so they have legs at the free throw line. Uh, because a lot of the best shooters we have on the team this year are players we had back from last season. We have a few 100% uh, free throw shooters, but those guys haven't taken very many free throws. I mean, Jacob Redding's taken four. He's 100%. Uh, who else is 100%? Malik Williams is 100%. But he's only taken three. Uh, I'm sorry, Jacob Redding's taken two. Uh, Malik Williams has taken three, and Darius Perry is 100%, but he is actually 20 of 20, so give credit where credit's due on that one. That kid is a stud. Uh, there's a lot of people kicking themselves in the tail right now, saying, man, we definitely should have got in on Darius Perry. That guy can play. He plays hard. He's hard-nosed on the defensive end, which is not something you see very often with a freshman. Uh so I mean, I got. I think we got a complete steal with that guy, and he is what you would call a prototypical Patino type player. Uh, you you still have to kind of wonder if Patino's here. Does he get to play? Uh, I think with him, he's one of those guys that yes, he still plays because he's ready to play on the defensive end. I don't think we see Noara if Patino's here though. I really don't. I really believe that wholeheartedly, that Noara probably wouldn't be playing and Malik Williams probably wouldn't be playing because they don't play defense. So we we come into this game, like I said, Louisville comes into this game riding high, those those wins. Uh, they cut down the turnovers a lot last game. We're still averaging 12 a game, which doesn't seem that high, but the good games we've played, we've had a lot of turnovers. And the biggest thing is we have costly turnovers. So... I went through the turnovers, and wouldn't you know it, our leading turnover, our lead, our leader in turnovers is actually Dinga Dale, who I've talked about has frustrated me a lot of times also, where a lot of people keep giving him credit for keeping us in games and doing all that stuff. I think we're, we're in or win just as many games, if not more, if the ball's not sticking in his and Q's hands. Uh, he... he I guess he frustrates me the most because you see the potential that he has and he's right there with it and you definitely think he's going to go to the next level because all the scouts have already said it. But it's just, I don't know, it's frustrating because the ball sticks so much in his hand. So I do look for him to have a big game. Uh, VJ didn't play well against Bryant, but I I still trust in VJ King. I, I still know a lot of people... Got on me for saying he's our best player. It's whatever if you don't think that. I, I don't know. I like VJ King as a player. I like his attitude. Uh, I like that he doesn't give up on plays, doesn't hang his head even if he's not playing. So we, we're we coming into this game, like I said, against a, an undermanned Memphis team. Tubby ran off some players when he got there, and that's pretty much where he lost a lot of the fans was him running off their best player and then – after that, he ran. He he got rid of a couple other players, and then 
the the guy that was on the the radio show from Memphis was actually talking about how he ran off of a uh, ran off a sophomore who was playing really well and has two younger bro- brothers that play for the number one high school team in the nation, which is Memphis East. And now they're definitely not going to get his two brothers. So I would say if the if the seat isn't hot for Tubby in Memphis, it's it's getting at least warm. Uh, you know, looking over the stats before, uh, Louisville's a twelve and a half point favorite. I, I I don't bet that often, especially on college basketball. But if I am going to bet, I would definitely take that. I would take Louisville and the points. Uh, the game is in Madison Square Garden. It's at noon tomorrow. So, I mean, I know Memphis is in the central time zone, but really they're – and they're a little bit further away from New York than, than what Louisville is. But I don't think the traveling is going to hurt either team because I know Louisville got there a couple of days ago. So, I think Louisville takes takes the game. I think take the, take Louisville and the points. Uh, it, it is going to be interesting to see how Padgett does in a neutral site game in Madison Square Garden. Uh, I know our only road game in the season is our only road game and our only true road game so far in the season. Uh, I was a little frustrated with some of his sub- substitution habits, but um, I'm liking more and more. I know it is against mediocre talent at best. Uh, I am liking his substitution patterns a little bit more. I'm liking how he's letting players get into the flow of the game, and he's not just yanking. I feel like he yanks VJ King, or he has yanked VJ King when VJ King maybe misses a shot, but he leaves Dang and and Quentin in there. So I, my, my only thing is let VJ play a little bit more through his mistakes because he's gonna he's gonna be somebody we lean on, and maybe throw Darius Perry in the game a little bit more because we're throwing Q in there for dang near forty minutes a game. Let's see, he's averaging. Uh, let's see here, Q is averaging. 32.1 minutes a game, and Dangadell's 32 minutes a game. So that's a lot of minutes for for two players to be playing. Uh, when we have viable backups for them, I mean, I'm not saying take them both out at the same time because if you watch the good teams, I mean, even, you even go to the NBA, I mean, you just think of teams like Cleveland or you think of teams like right now I'm watching Houston and San Antonio um, and Golden State and Boston. They always have at least one member or one piece of their big three or or whatever that is always in the game. So uh, it is it is a good thing to get subs in their form, but just it's, it's something you learn more as a coach. It's just subbing patterns to get players in there at certain times to get other players rest. But sometimes you need to leave those players in there. But sometimes I, let, I think he lets those Dangadale and, and – Quinn Snyder staying there a little bit too long to where they get gassed and they start making mistakes down the end. So, at the end of the day, uh, I think Louisville takes the victory. I think they take the victory easily. Um, pull away in the second half and, you know, kind of cruise the victory. Come back to Louisville, play another uh, bad team in this Gotham Classic. But, um uh, it is going to be fun to get back to playing Memphis. So we get, we got Memphis, and then we have Albany on Wednesday, and then we have Grand Canyon on the 23rd. So um, with that, we're going to go to my beef. And my beef tonight is something that's been bothering me for a while, 
and I mentioned I've mentioned wind of it a couple times in other episodes. Um, I'm and I I guess I mean again we're nine games into the season. I should already know that we're going to keep hearing about it, but this FBI or this FBI stuff that has led Patino to now sue the university and that a university to now sue Patino. I'm so tired of this BS. Can we please get this over with? The the stuff is the stuff is done. Let's get it out in the open. Let's get find out what happened. If something happened that we did, get it out there. Get the stuff over with. I'm so tired of hearing about it. I'm so tired of seeing Patino's face on my TV. The guy's no longer the coach in University of Louisville. The guy's no longer affiliated with the University of Louisville. Get him off my TV. I want to watch my favorite team play and not have to deal with the, the ramifications of seeing someone that is no longer a part of what we're doing. Uh, just going back to that Purdue game and the fact that he came out, whether he thought it was going to be just between he and Jeff Goodman or not, don't say that if you don't think that it has any chance of coming out at all. Don't say what you said about the only way Padgett keeps his job is if we make an Elite Eight Final Four championship run. Don't say that stuff. Just say, hey, you know what? I wish the best for this team, and, and I'll leave it at that. You know what? You're going to garner a little bit more respect from people than people just looking at you as a scumbag, which a lot of people are, not just in Louisville, but everywhere. I mean, I talk to old Kentucky fans, and they're like, man, seeing all this stuff that he's done in Louisville, it makes you wonder whether he did that stuff while he was in Kentucky and just didn't get caught. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to be naive, or I'm not going to be... The, the type of guy that's going to say, well, just because this stuff happened here means it's always happened. I don't know. I, I, I was a firm believer in when Calipari came here in 2009-2010, it lit a fire under Patino's tail. I mean, if you didn't see that, then you don't, you didn't, you weren't watching. I mean, just the fact that we were kind of cruising there after the, after the Karen Cypher stuff, and it was kind of like he was just counting down his days until he retired. And then his old rival Calipari comes in and takes over Kentucky, and it's like it rejuvenated him. And he tried to say, well, you know, it was the team that I had. No, it wasn't. At the end of the day, it was because you had a guy on the other sideline and down the road that you can't stand, and that you can't stand that he's doing better than you. And, you know, that's a good thing for us, but I'm just, I don't know. I'm tired of seeing it. I'm tired of seeing it everywhere. I wish it was over. I I'm I know it's not going to be over anytime soon, but I wish it was. So let's just, as Louisville fans, let's try to keep our heads up the best we can. Uh, hope this team keeps improving, uh, and hopefully we keep riding this little winning streak and and gets the team to play with confidence and everything to go into the ACC play because we're definitely going to have some tough games in the ACC. I know we go at Cameron. We have North Carolina at home. We have Virginia at home. We have uh, Virginia Tech on the road, uh, which Virginia Tech plays Kentucky this weekend. We have Kentucky coming up, you know, the 29th at at Rupp Arena. So we definitely have some tough games coming up, and we need this team to stay level-headed and, and, and keep this FBI and Rick Pitino and suing this and suing that off the TV. and Because just – you know if we see it and if we see it on social media and stuff, even if our players don't really use social media outside of uh, Instagram, you know they see it. 
You know they see this stuff, and you know that they're going to keep hearing this stuff about Patino. And all these players came here to play for Patino. Uh, I'm glad that they, they have kept their head up and are playing for David Padgett. Um, and I, lo- I love David Padgett, and I hope this team keeps doing well, but it's just tough to see this stuff. So, so again, we, we'll get that win tomorrow. So that will get us up to four wins in a row. Move us, move us into maybe getting some votes again for the top twenty-five and kind of rejuvenate this team and 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 get it back to where we want Louisville basketball to be and where it has been the past, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty years that consistently in the tournament making a little bit of a run. So, <clears throat> guys, I thank you so much for listening to my show on a consistent basis and giving me feedback. Uh, yesterday was awesome with that live, with that live uh, Facebook feed. I know it. I didn't record an episode, but it was just fun to have, you know, some people in there shoot me some questions and stuff like that. Uh, that'll be a lot like what our Wednesday shows are going to be like. Um, I will be back Monday. It is my birthday. I will be the big two nine. So, I know I said that I wasn't going to record live for podcasts anymore, but I am. That's going to be my last one that I'm going to report record live for a while. Uh, I'm sure I'll do it again in the future, but uh, I'm going to record that one live. We're going to talk about the top five NBA players that I would not want to fight. So start thinking about that. I'll put it in the description uh, or put it on my face, on my podcast page and share it and stuff so you can guys can kind of get ready for it. But again, I thank you guys so much for the encouragement, the you know the stuff that you tell me that you know think that maybe I can do do better because I'm always here to hear I'm always down to hear criticism if it's if it's legit criticism that you think hey man you're right there this I think you should fix this and I'm still enjoying it I'm I'm gonna listen to that because at the end of the day you're never perfect with anything and I would be dumb not to listen to what you guys have to say so keep sharing keep liking more importantly keep listening. This is Beef's Beef signing off. Y'all have a good weekend.